0: My name's Brandon Keller. I'm so thankful to be here today. Um, If we haven't met, um, I've been at this church for about 15 years or so, and my wife, Tawny, a lot of you probably know Tawny better than you know me, uh, she's the executive pastor here at the church, and then I have two daughters, uh, Stacia, who's at West Georgia and Carrollton, and Carly, uh, who's at Union Grove High School, and that's kind of my whole little family unit here, and like I said, we've been at this church for about 15 years now. And so one of the things I noticed was that we, uh, if you look on social media, everybody's been talking about, like, for the last month, like, let's give Thanksgiving its due, don't skip Thanksgiving, don't skip, let's not get to Christmas yet, it's only November. Guess what? Thanksgiving's over, it's December, it's time to talk about Christmas. So those of you that have been waiting to talk about Christmas, now it's time to play all your Christmas music. You can play Christmas shoes as much as you want now in your car, everything is going to be fan Fantastic. So I try to do a lot of reading. I hear that leaders read, and so I, I want to be a better leader, and so I try to le- read a lot of books. And one of the person's books that I read is John Maxwell. John Maxwell is kind of the leadership guru. The guy's written probably 50-something books on leadership. And one of the things John Maxwell always talks about is that leaders set goals and priorities. So you need to set goals and priorities for your year, your month, your week, your day, or you're never going to get anything accomplished. You need to keep working on those goals and priorities or you'll, you'll never really get anything done. There's, a, there's an old saying about setting goals and it's this, is if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. Because it's easy just to go through life and not really get anything done. You can just kind of exist and kind of keep going. And I know a lot of times it sneaks up on you and I'm sure some of you have already had this discussion where you're like, I can't believe it's December already. Right? Anybody said that already? It's like, it's December already? How did it become December? Like, it just felt like we were on summer vacation, and now it's December. And so, life will kind of just keep going if you, if you don't kind of stop and set some goals and make some, some priorities. And so, earlier this year, I read this book called Story Worthy by this author named Matthew Dix. And he is like a world-class storyteller. And one of the things he talks about is that we, as people, have short memories you think you remember a lot of things, but really you, you forget all the little things that happen throughout your day and your week and your month. And so one of the things he requ- asked people to do is do the thing he calls homework for life. And homework for life is this, at the very end of your day, you literally spend one or two minutes and write like one line that is kind of the highlight of your day or, or kind of what, what was the, the cool thing or the, the emphasis of your day that day. And literally I do mine on an Excel spreadsheet. I literally just put the date in like just one quick line of of what happened. And I've been doing that for a couple months now. And this is what I've learned is that as I look back at the end of my day every day, I start to look at, okay, what was the significant thing that happened today? And usually that significant thing was like just a quick conversation with my wife or my daughter or a good laugh I had with a coworker. It was some sort of personal interaction that was kind of the highlight of my day, that significant thing that I want to write down every day. But then other days, at the end of the day, you sit down and you're like, okay, let's let's think about the most significant thing that happened today. And literally nothing comes to mind. And it's weird how like literally at the end of the day you can think, did I do anything today? Did I have one important thing that happened? It's like at some point you're like watch Netflix for four hours. It's like is that the, the significant thing you accomplished today right? And so what I have decided is that when I have those days I feel like I wasted a day. I feel like I got nothing out of that day because it's just kind of wasted. Nothing significant happened. And so I need to do better at setting priorities so that I have more significant events, whether that's conversations or whatever that is. And so what I wanted to talk to you today about is some of my priorities this Christmas season. What am I going to prioritize so that my Christmas season isn't wasted, so that I have a great December? I don't want to wake up and be like, I can't believe it's January already. Like, I just missed it all. So what what are some of the priorities I need to make? And maybe you'll see some similarities in what you need to make priorities as well. So let's get started. Number one on your outline is this. It's, I'm going to put family first. That's going to be a priority for me this Christmas season, is is making family first. So I'm originally from California. Uh, My wife and my daughters and I all moved here 15 years ago, in December actually, 15 years ago we've been here now. And we moved to Georgia, and and that was it. That was my whole family. Everybody else was in California and still is in California. My immediate family, my wife and my two daughters, is all I have in Georgia for family. But I have a bigger extended family back home in California. I have my dad and my brother and his kids and aunts and cousins, and my wife has her parents and brothers and nephews and all that, so we have this Big family, but here in Georgia, it's just the four of us as far as family goes. So I need to make sure I I make them a priority this Christmas. And so one of the things I did many years ago uh, when my daughter, uh, my oldest daughter, Stacia, was probably like two years old, is one of her first Christmases, I kind of made this decision and this proclamation to my family. And it was this simple. It was, on Christmas Day, if you'd like to see us, we'll be at home. Feel free to come over, bring gifts if you want, whatever. But we're not leaving our house. We're not going to drive all over the city and visit everybody and, and all that. I want my kids to spend the day playing with toys, on the floor, just having a great day, hanging out. And we started that when Stacia was about two and then Carly showed up right after that. And that's always been our thing. We don't go anywhere on Christmas. This is what our Christmases look like for 18, 20 years now is this. We wake up, uh, one thing we always do is we kind of arrange the night before what time we're going to wake up, because when your kids are little, they 'll get up at four o'clock in the morning if you don't let them. and so we always kind of set the okay we're going to get up at six thirty or and as the kids have gotten older, that time has gotten later, luckily now it's like now it's like I'm telling my da- my daughter Carla, it's like we have to get up by eleven right It's like so and so we set that time, and then we all get up as a family and then we all go into the into the living room in our pajamas, and we open gifts, and we we pile up all the wrapping paper right in the middle of the floor, and it's kind of fun just to see how big the the pile of wrapping paper is. And we and then Tawny makes cinnamon rolls, and we and we enjoy some cinnamon rolls that morning, and and then we watch Christmas Story on TBS because that's just running all day, so that's part of our, our tradition that we like to do on Christmas morning, and so. We like to do all that, and then you know it's going to be a good day when this is how your day goes, is that about halfway through the day, you're like, I need to take a shower. So you take a shower, and, you, and then you just put on new pajamas right after that. that. You know, if you go from one set of pajamas to another set of pajamas, you're having a good day, right? It's going to be a, a good, lazy day. So that's what we do, and then later that night, I'll usually cook a prime rib, and we have prime rib for dinner, and that's just what our family has done for like 20 years now is... That's what Christmas morning looks like for us. And so maybe this year you need to start a new tradition in your family. In Proverbs 22, 6, it says this. It says, start children off on the right path, and even when they are old, they will not turn away from it. So start a tradition. It's never too late, no matter how old your kids are, if you don't have kids, whatever it is. Whatever that you want your Christmas to look like, start a tradition this year that you can continue on and and build that priority of of family first. So this year for Christmas is gonna be a little bit special for us because my daughter Stacia is getting married next month in January. And here's a picture of Stacia uh, with her fiance, Jaden. And they're getting married on their five-year dating anniversary in January. And so this year will probably be the last year that Stacia wakes up at our house on a Christmas morning. This will be the last year that ever happens. But if you think of your own family and your own life, every year is kind of the last year it will be just like this. This is the last year your kids will be this age. This is the last year you may be living in this house. This could be the last year that this group of people are together together. Every year is special, and so knowing that my family's going to change forever in January because Estacia moves off with Jaden and they start their own family, plus as he gets married in the family, his whole family kind of comes with him, so I have this new kind of extended family out there, and so Christmas will always look different after this year. And so I need to make a priority to put family first this year because my family will Never be the same, and neither were yours. Yours will always be different every year, so focus on what that looks like this year. And so, you don't want to take your family for granted because, like I said, your family will will always be changing. And maybe you're lucky enough to still have your parents in your life, and then they have some wonky thing that they've been doing for 20 years, and, and you think it's totally lame indulge them. It's Christmas, right? Put family first. If they they think it's important that you always have ham, but you don't like ham, let them bring a ham. It doesn't matter in the big scheme of things, right? Indulge them for those important things. In Ephesians 6, 1, it says this. It says, children, do what your parents tell you. This is only right. Honor your father and mother is the first commandment that has a promise attached to it, namely, so you will live well and have a long life. Honor your mother and father so that you will have a long and happy life. I always feel like when I read that, because this is the, the first commandment in the, in the Ten Commandments that has this promise attached that if you do this, you will get this. The rest of them is just like, don't do this. This one is, if you do this, you will get this. And, and so this one says, if you honor your mother and your father, you will have a long and happy life. I also feel like this is the phrase where some moms have said in the past, which is, I brought you into this world, I will take you out of this world. I don't know if your, your mother's ever said that to you or if you've said that to your child before, but I feel like that's where that comes from, is if you don't honor your mother and father, you will not have a long and happy life because they will, they will end it for you. So... So here's the other thing about putting your family first this Christmas is it may mean you need to forgive somebody this year. Is there a family member out there that you feel like they wronged you at some point many years ago because they didn't get you the right color shirt for Christmas or whatever that that thing is they did, they borrowed some money and never paid it back or whatever it is that you haven't been able to forgive, maybe this is the year putting family first you can forgive that person. And, And you don't need to wait around for them. You don't need to be saying, you know, well, I'm just waiting for them to apologize to me. What are you, 11? Just just be the adult and apologize to them. And guess what? Forgiveness isn't for them anyway. It's for you. Oh, you they, they are not getting anything out of it by you forgiving them. You just take that burden off of you. So put them first this year. We are so much harder and ruder to our own family than we would be to a perfect stranger. It's absolutely crazy that we will treat somebody that badly because of something they did 10 years ago. So maybe we need to get over that and forgive somebody this Christmas. In Colossians 3:12 it says this, it says, "Don't be proud, be gentle and patient." You know you got some family you got to be gentle and patient with. Put up with one another. Forgive one another if you're holding something against someone. Forgive just as the Lord forgave you. If you are just gentle and patient this Christmas season with your family, think how much different your entire Christmas season could look like. Gentle and patient. And patient, you're going to need that anyway because if you show up at Walmart, you're going to need some patience. Because people will be crazy over at Walmart. You're going to need all the patience you can get. And so... Be gentle and patient and forgive that person. So I have a next step for you. On the back of your connection card, there's a next step that says, I will make a point to forgive a friend or family member. So if there's somebody you need to forgive this year so that you can put family first, write that, check that box so that we can pray for you. And if if you feel led, maybe you need to write that person's name next to it so that we can pray for you with that, that relationship, whatever that looks like. So like I said, I don't have any... Uh, extended family near me. It's just the four of us here at my house, but I have a lot of, of family other places, and so one of the things I also need to do this year uh, as a priority is to focus on friendships. Number two on your outline is focus on friendships. My friends here in Georgia are essentially my extended family because I've been here for 15 years with just the four of us, and so my immediate friend group here is like family for me. So I need to focus on those friendships and not forget about those during this this Christmas season. And so some of my best friends are right here in this church, people that I've been serving with for 15 years, and Danny and Chandler and Tim and David and Pastor Jeff and all these guys that are my immediate friend group are people I've been serving with at this church for like 15 years. And so last week, Chesney talked about gratitude, and one of the things we need to be better at is telling people thank you. Those two simple words, thank you. So I have some friends this year that I need to make it a priority to say thank you to them. Make sure they they realize I appreciate their friendships, things that they do that I appreciate. I need to make sure that they know that and not just assume that they know it. I need to say the words thank you. In Proverbs 17, 17, it says this. It says, a friend loves at all times. They are there to help when trouble comes. But let me ask you something. If you take your friendships for granted and don't do those little things like saying thank you, are you sure they're going to be there when trouble comes? You're going to need them when the trouble comes, but you got to make sure you're doing those little things by focusing on those friendships every single day. And so I also have this big friend group back in California from when I lived there, and I have some friends there that I've been friends with for 30-plus years, and, and I need to make sure I focus on those friendships as well, which means I have to be the adult and actually, like, make an effort to call them instead of waiting for them to call me. I don't know if anybody else plays that game with their friends. where like, well, I'm not going to call them. I'll wait for them to call me, and then it's in, like, six months. Uh, the good news is guys are pretty good about that, and we like act like it's no big deal, but I know ladies can get a little more upset about that stuff. But uh, for whatever reason, it's just like I need to make an effort to call my friends and, and tell them I appreciate them. After 30 years of friendship, even though we don't get to hang out all the time anymore, I appreciate their friendship all these years later. And, and guys are terrible about sharing their feelings like that. It's like it's a little bit awkward for a guy to walk up to another guy I appreciate your friendship. It's kind of a weird thing for a guy to do, but we need to get over that and just do it and tell people that we appreciate them. And so, ladies, I don't know exactly what your friendships look like, but I've been watching uh, my wife and daughter and their friendships uh, over the years. And so I have a little bit of a a look at kind of what uh, female friendships look like. In fact, my daughter, Stacia, writes a blog, and she wrote this blog post, sometime, maybe even two years ago now, and it's called Why Every Woman Needs a Girl Gang. And it was because she understood the value of close friendships and what that means in her life. And this is what she wrote. She wrote, according to my own version of the dictionary, a girl gang is defined as a group of two or more girls who hang out, share secrets, talk about boys, cry together, and are always there for each other. Girl gangs come in all shapes and sizes and stages of life. Some girl gangs last for a few months, and some girl gangs last a lifetime. And it's been funny, since Stacia wrote that, I've watched my younger daughter, Carly, establish her own girl gang. And here's a picture of Carly and her girl gang. So she has Hannah and Lauren and Emma in her life, and they they literally call themselves the girl gang. That's that's how they are referred to each other, and, and they... And they've taken that so serious to be friends, even though they're all in a little bit different stages of life and they're all doing things a little bit differently in life and and making different decisions. They found this common bond to be friends together because they realize it's so important to have those friendships. And King Solomon, one of the wisest people to ever live, wrote this in Ecclesiastes 4.9. He said, Two people are better than one. They can help each other in everything they do, Suppose either of them falls down, then the one can help the other one up. But suppose a person falls down and doesn't have anyone to help them up, then feel sorry for that person. So maybe you're like, oh, that's great, Brandon, except for I don't have a girl gang and I don't have some close friends or whatever, so maybe you need to find a way to to find some new people to hang out with to build those friendships that you're looking for in life. I know the way I found those friendships was serving here in the church. When I started serving in the in the youth group, I guess, 13 years ago or something, Danny, the, the worship leader Danny, wasn't even a singer at that point. He was just working in the youth group. Later, he became this cool worship leader Danny. But at the time, he was just working with the youth alongside me, and that's how we built our friendships over the years is just serving alongside people. So maybe you need to start serving in the church, and you can build some friendships with some people. If you don't know what that looks like, you can take Growth Track. They offer it here every Sunday. You can sign up and, and start taking that, and they'll teach you kind of what your gifts are and where you can serve alongside other people. Um, if you're a teenager and you're looking for some, a new friend group, tonight we have United Night here at the church. Uh, you can show up for United Night. There's information on your program, You'll make some new friends tonight. It's going to be a blast. You can show up and make some new friends, and maybe that will start that new friend group you're looking for. So I hope this Christmas season you'll make it a point to focus on friendships so that you have those strong friendships. And maybe this, this is the gift you need to give to your friends this year. Maybe when you go to the Christmas party this year, you just unplug and leave your phone in the car. Maybe instead of your friends looking at the back of your phone as you're scrolling... They can actually see your face for a change. You don't have to post every moment on Instagram. You can literally just put down your phone, leave it in the car, and just be engaged with the people that are actually there rather than than talking to everybody through your phone and making sure you capture every moment. You don't need to capture every moment of every party you go to. It's not that important. Your friends honestly don't care about those pictures anyway. So just... Unplug for a little while and just focus on your friendships and put your family first. So the next priority for my Christmas is this. It's a little more practical. It's number three on your outline, good financial decisions. That's got to be a priority for me this year. So here's a quick kind of testimony about my financial situation and where, and where, where I've been and all that. When we came to this church 15 years ago, we were in this cycle, and maybe this sounds familiar to you, we were using our credit card just every once in a while for some stuff and just kind of, you know, as you needed something, you'd buy it and whatever. And then you'd get to like December, January timeframe and you're like, whoa, how did we get that much money on the credit card already? And then you'd get your tax return in like January, February and you'd try to pay off your credit card, but you'd never quite be able to pay it all off because the balance was too high or You actually were spending your tax return on something else instead, even though you said you were gonna pay off a credit card with it. And then, like, every year, your balances on your credit cards just grow and grow, and the next thing you know, you're like, wow, we don't have anything to show for it, but we have all this credit card debt. That was something like Tawny and I were going through just over and over and over. We kept getting into this cycle, and so what I decided we needed to do, well, actually, my wife convinced me, was in 2007, the church was offering something called Financial Peace University, and it's taught by this guy, Dave Ramsey, and so... Tawny convinced me to take this class, and let me tell you, I was completely freaked out about the idea of coming into a church and talking about my personal finances with some strangers. That freaked me out, so if that freaks you out, trust me, it's, it's not as awkward as it seems up front. Um, but so we took Financial Peace University in 2007, and in 13 months, we paid off $42,000 in debt, Amen. and we're debt-free except for our house. And it changed our life. The way we made financial decisions going forward was completely changed after taking Financial Peace University. And this is something I learned the hard way, drowning under all that $42,000 in debt. And then I found it in Proverbs 22.7. it says, rich people rule over those who are poor. Borrowers are slaves to the lenders. Some of us, this Christmas season, may make some bad financial decisions. Maybe you already made those bad financial decisions on Black Friday. I don't know, but <laughs> chances are you you're going to make a bad financial decision, and so some of us may end up spending more money than we should. We may make a decision that we're gonna, it's going to put us into debt, and so all of a sudden it's like I owe, I owe. So off to work I go. Right? It's like, what have I done to myself? And so. Parents, I know there's this guilt about making sure your kids have the perfect Christmas. And I had two daughters, which I still have. But anyway, raising them and, and all of that, it's just like there's so much stress about the perfect Christmas and they want this stuff. But let me tell you, as, as I've raised two daughters, I realize they have not needed counseling because they didn't get plastic stuff from Target. Amen. There was no plastic stuff that they didn't get that now they're like talking to their counselor. It's like, my life would have been so much better if I got the My Little Pony like, th- it doesn't matter in the big scheme of things, and so don't let that guilt drive you crazy over making sure your kids have the perfect everything they want for Christmas. And this is the other bad financial decision I've seen people make, and, and I, I've been guilty of it before, is did you know 25% of people, when they go Christmas shopping, they buy themselves a gift? Yeah. Anybody ever bought themselves a g- yeah. Who's buying all those big screen TVs that are on sale right now? You're not buying those for your family. You know you're buying those TVs for yourself. Ain't nobody like, I bought my brother a big screen. No, you didn't. You bought yourself a big screen television. Come on. So maybe you're giving gifts out of guilt or just this, this feeling of obligation. And maybe it's time you have a discussion with your family or your friends and be like, listen. I can't afford a big old Christmas again this year because I'm doing this or I'm trying to make better decisions. And so how about we just exchange names and I just buy one gift for one person this year and everybody can just buy one gift. It'd be so much better for everybody because literally it's like, do you need another gift card? I mean, literally that's what you end up getting at Christmas is a bunch of gift cards, which means that people don't know you well enough to actually get you something that you want. So it's like, why are we just exchanging $25 gift cards every, everywhere we go? It's just a ridiculous pattern. And so... Start a new tradition where you just exchange that idea. And so spouses, this is something I also learned through Financial Peace University. Spouses, have an open discussion with your spouse about how much money you're going to spend on each other this Christmas. Maybe you like surprises and all that. But it just leads to just unmet expectations when one person spends $100 and another person spends $1,000 then the one person feels like they got jilted, right? And so just have an upfront, honest, your adults have a conversation about let's spend $200 a year this year on each other and that's fair, right? Whatever that number is, just have a conversation about it. In fact, at our house, Tawny budgets uh, for Christmas all year and so on Thanksgiving, every year she gives me money and says, here's how much you have to spend on me this year and then she gets money for how much she's going to spend on me. Now, I have a feeling that she gives me more money to spend on her than I get to spend. Anyway, but we know how much the amount is. It's like here's the amount set aside just for buying gifts, and so maybe you need to have that discussion with your spouse this year. So maybe also what you can do is Sign up for financial peace. We're going to teach this class again in February. It will absolutely change your life. If you sign up on your connection card, somebody will send you some information so you can sign up for that class to take it in February. But it will change your life. So maybe your other bad financial decisions, and maybe it's not a bad financial decision, maybe it's a, it's a good financial decision you need to make this year, which is to find a better way to change your heart this year. And so Psalms 112.5 says this. It says, Good will come to those who are generous and lend freely. So maybe you need to be more generous this Christmas season. Maybe you need to go to Waffle House tonight and leave a $100 tip for that poor single mom that's working at Waffle House tonight. Maybe you need to find somebody that you can bless with your generosity because you have the money this year to just bless somebody. Maybe you need to give to one of these Christmas offerings. We have the manger offering. We have this love week coming up. Find a way to just bless somebody with your generosity this year. Make giving your good financial decision this year if you have the means to do that. So my final priority this Christmas is something that should always be a priority, but I have to be careful about protecting it during Christmas is number four, fellowship with God. I need to make it a priority to spend more time talking to God this Christmas season. Because this is what happens Christmas season is so busy. I don't know if you've had that conversation with your family yet about everything you have to do in the next 25 days. But there's like Christmas pageants and performances and dinners and gifts and and, and just there's a million things you have to do. And so we get so busy during the Christmas season, we need to make it a priority to have fellowship with God. In fact, I'm sure any day now you'll start to see signs in people's yards that say he is the reason for the season, right? It's a little reminder of why we're doing all of this. And so in the Bible, Matthew 6.31, it says this, it says, So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, what shall we wear, what shall we buy at Walmart? Oh wait, that's not in there. (laughs) For the pagans run after all of these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom, underline seek first for me, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be given to you as well. Like Chesney said last week in her message on growing, on growing in gratitude, she said, the bigger you make God, the smaller it makes your problems. So whatever issues you're going through, the bigger you make God, the smaller your problems will become. The bigger you make God, the less busy your schedule will seem if you can make God a priority this Christmas season. You need to let him ex- remind you why he's God. And so I have this verse that's kind of like my life verse that I, I, I like to share every time I get a chance with people. And it's Jeremiah 29 11. And it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Maybe you need a reminder that God has a plan for your future, plans to prosper you. And maybe, maybe you're feeling down because you don't understand what that's all about because you don't have a relationship with Jesus. And maybe that's what you need to make a priority this year is, is getting a priority of a relationship with Jesus. And so there's a prayer to become a Christ follower at the bottom of your program. If you want to say that prayer and you just mean that in your heart today, let God start to show you that plan of prosperity and hope that he wants to give you. And if you make that decision today, you can check this box on your connection card that says, I want to ask God to save me today and let the staff here just pray for you about that decision. So as we enter this busy season of Christmas, we have to remember to put family first. We have to focus on our friendships. We have to make good financial decisions We have to have fellowship with God. We need all of those things to find peace this Christmas season. But we can only find peace through the relationship with the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. And so that's what I want to focus on is is this peace that we need. In Psalm 62, it says, Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him you guys do me a favor and just stand up with me today and this is what I want you to do as the singers come out to sing this final song I just want you to focus on that peace that peace that you need deep down in your soul today that peace of all that busyness that's going on that you just just focus on God for a little while and let that peace just kind of come over you don't let this season of busyness and and Christmas just overwhelm you, focus on that peace. And as as things start to get a little out of control, you can kind of remember back at this moment of that peace that you feel right now. Maybe that will help you stay just a little bit calmer and and relaxed this Christmas season. Let's go ahead and pray as the band comes out. God, thank you so much that I've had this opportunity to talk to these people about our priorities for Christmas. God, I have to make sure I put my family first this season. God, I have to make sure I focus on my friendships, God. There's so many great friends I have out there and I just need to make sure to show them gratitude so that they know that they are my friend and I appreciate them. God, I have to make sure I make good financial decisions because my selfish desires will take over and I'll just make a bad decision if I don't control myself, God. God, I just ask that If there's somebody here today, God, that needed to get to know you better, God, to ask you to save them today, God, that they have the strength and the courage to make that decision today, God, because it will change their life forever. God, they'll start to realize that plan you have for their life, God, to prosper them, God, not to harm them. God, I just ask that you just bring peace on everybody in this room today. God, as this busyness comes, God, just let them focus on that peace deep down in their soul that they, that they require, God, that they need so much. God, let it just change them, God. Let it just change their spirit this year. God, thank you for this great church that we're all able to come to and bless all these people as we enter this Christmas season. In your name we pray, amen. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message.